transform you in the I hate a storm, hell Mary's, I make it poor. Good, I ain't lying, you little giants, we been defying. Price. What's the cost? Be the boss, breaking down the walls. We all lean once the coin gets tossed. Got the plan of action, never acting. No need to scramble to get traction. We make it happen. From three fours to four threes, we get it cracking. When the snap, call it Saran, cause it's a rap. We knock them out, they taking naps. We lit, we intercept the shit and run it back. Fuck it, we run it back. Beast mode's how we react. Once we attack, we laying flat. No coming back from that. Facts, facts. Help with the helmet, shoulder pad, the pad, get cracked. Till your mouthpiece spit out, you feeling that? Feeling that. Draw clinch business, step on the field, we on the realest. White boys in the village, and I ain't kidding. We really get it. Let's get it, get it. What up, what up? The Real Coach JB here, man. Another Slapdick Podcast coming to you on this fine Wednesday, the 19th of January, 2022. <sighs> Work boot Wednesday, as I used to call it. Hard hat Wednesday, whatever you like to call it. We used to call it Work Boot Wednesday. So it was hump day. We wanted to get over it. We put our hard hats and work boots on and got after it. Um, Alan's here. Uh, Alan, one of my former players on YouTube. Make sure you guys on YouTube. I appreciate everybody coming in. Join me. Subscribe. Hit the like button. Hit the bell notification. Become a member. And uh, let's get after it. Appreciate everybody in YouTube. Lucy, Devo, everybody out there. Um, appreciate everyone um, joining the show. Man, I started off the show... Um, with one of my other other videos playing, um, basically a Manscaped ad, and it talked about Madonna back in the day. A lot of you youngsters, I don't think, know about Madonna. Do you guys know that Madonna was on the cover of Playboy magazine? Do you know what made her controversial in that magazine? It was unpop. It was not a very um, Today's standards, people would have probably threw up. She had the hairy armpits, Lucy. She had the hairy bush. But people don't know. See, that was the cover. I still have this last edition. So people don't know. I'm going to give you guys some real game right here. Um, let me get rid of this man uh, bed online thing. Um, this particular Playboy magazine... Does anyone know what it was the last edition for? Does anyone know why this was the last edition Playboy magazine that was famous? Do you know what it's famous for? Does anyone know why this particular Playboy magazine was the last of its kind? Does anyone know why? It has to do with the actual magazine layout. So this was the last stapled issue um, Tim Paris can't handle it, dog. No. 
Everybody on YouTube that's watching this is getting a kick out of it. Anyway, this was the cover, right? She was in her. Uh, this was the last stapled issue. It says right there, but it's the last stapled issue. So they used to staple, you know, magazines back in the day. So they had the staple on the left hand side. I have this particular magazine with the staple, and uh, and you know, it's pretty comical. But she had hairy armpits. Harry Bush, obviously. And uh, people thought, back in the day, nobody give a fuck. Nobody give a fuck. Nowadays, people would be appalled by that shit. I, now, I don't, I'm not into Harry fucking armpits and shit on a woman. Harry Bush either, for that matter. So, But that was the 80s right there, dog. That was the 80s. But anyway, Playboy's last stapled issue. Just giving you some of you youngsters some free game in here. Um, this show is brought to you by... BetOnline.ag 2022 BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new year New betting year As we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond BetOnline remains the number one spot For all sports wagering action for 2022 New year and new updated desktop Sign up today Receive 50% off welcome bonus And your first deposit Just use the promo code Believe B-L-E-A-V to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite casino, Vegas casino. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers today and what's available in 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Obviously, this show is also brought to you by Manscaped, manscaped.com. If you use the promo code SLAPDICK, and you will get 20% off and free shipping using my promo code slapdick at bet, at manscaped.com. Um, Alan, I'll hit up Sark for you. I'll hit him up after the show. Um, for sure. Um, lots to discuss, lots to unfold. Uh, title of this show is Courage to Stand Alone. Do you have the courage to stand alone? I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to dive deep into it. First of all, let me give you the quote of the day. Um, if you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes the sacrifice. That's the real Coach JB quote of the day. If you don't sacrifice for what you want. What you want becomes the sacrifice. Something I've always lived by, used. Uh, used to share that with all my teams I coached. Um, hey, man, we're too stuck on a job instead of a career. That's number one. Some of you don't understand the difference between a job and a career. I had a coach quit and go chase a teaching position that paid like 30 grand. Ironically, this is the same coach um, who sold my playbook to other teams in our conference. <laughs> but he quit to go chase a dream. And I told him, I said, I mean, a job. And I said, you know, you're chasing a job, not a career. So he's back at Indy, actually, ironically. Um, it's ironic, though, that, you know, you help people out and you do some things for them and you and you teach them some shit and they see it and they're like, damn, thanks, coach. But then I'd rather you not thank me verbally, 
but not fuck me inadvertently. <laughs> you you rather fuck someone. That's how you thank them? See, that's what's wrong with these cats these days, these young cats, young coaches, young players, everybody. It's what's wrong. Like, you could have been teaching elementary school, motherfucker, for 30 grand. I brought you back for less money, but now you're in a career. You are in a fucking career. So you're now in a career, not a job. And you're now doing something you want to do, not something you had to do. That's these people. That's a lot of these folks out there nowadays, man. I'm trying to tell you guys. Um, people seriously don't get that. They want to do. They 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 don't understand that there's a sacrifice um, to be made and to be had if you're ever going to. Uh, not work for the man, so to speak. You want you want to work for the man and you want to be part of a business? You just want to be another guy or you want to be the guy? You know? Just another guy is is uh is, is easy, man. It's average. It's easy to be average. It's hard to be different. It's hard to sacrifice uh something and bet on yourself. I've been betting on myself my whole entire life. Uh it's something I will not change. And you know, I got opportunities to go teach and shit. And I'm like, dude, I can't teach with a mask on. I can't coach with a mask on. You will lose credibility, in my opinion, by coaching and teaching with a mask on. In my opinion, if you have to teach and coach with a mask on, you might as well do it fucking virtually. Because these cats ain't looking at you seriously with a mask on. They can't even see your mental. They can't even see your expression. They can't even see your you, you know your 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 real true character. Your whole face is covered. Like fuck, ain't you guys? It 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 just I don't know, man. That's just me. Um, but it is what it is. Um, buyers and sellers is exactly right, Lucy. Are you a buyer or are you a seller? I'd be damned to be a buyer. Coach Martinez knows the history of JB. I appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. That was my first year we played San Clemente, man. They had the QB that went to Utah, big six, seven kid. Um, that was me in year one, man. We played San Clemente, got blown out. We ended up winning seven in a row. Then we lost to Lakewood, put us at seven and two. And then we beat Wilson, or six, I'm sorry, won six in a row. We beat Wilson, uh, put us at seven and two. And then we lost to Polly for the title. Um, but we played Polly basically three out of the four years I was at Cabrillo for the league title. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Travis Wilson, yep, that was the cue. And then we had to play Sam Darnold the next year. And we should have beat him. Should have beat their ass. Um, Nah, I don't fuck with macchiato. I make my own drink at Starbucks, man, to be honest with you. If you guys want a, star, a JB Starbucks special, this is what you get. Because I'm not into that soft drink shit. So I get a brown sugar oat milk. Brown sugar oat milk with light ice or any or no ice. 
an extra shot. Get you some extra shots in there. And then I add a little vanilla sweet cream to it. No foam, just the cream on top of the brown sugar oat milk drink. That shit is fire. The, the girls know me. They're like, Coach, we got you. I'm like, cool. And then I, if I take the pup with me, uh, I'll get a pup cup for him or something. You just take Stogie in there all the time. Um, boy, I missed that motherfucker. So, courage to stand alone. All right. Do you guys have the courage to stand alone? I don't know. I don't know if you do. But anyway, like I said, uh, before we get going, I got two dogs still looking for great homes, Bonham and Bailey, two one-year-olds, one male, one female. If you, anyone you know is interested, hit me up. Um, and FYI, 7-Eleven coffee is much better than um, Starbucks. That's just my opinion. Um, but anyway... Um, I got the two dogs. If you're interested, DM me on Instagram. My new IG is at RealCoachJB. Make sure you give me a follow. That's my new Instagram. I'm trying to get it going. I'm almost at 3,000 already. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I showed you guys the new whiskey bottle of Slapdick. We're going to be pushing the shit out of that. We got some new marketing material. We're getting into about 10 states here. Hopefully, we're in about 15 in the next month or so. Um, Missouri's one of the n- new states we're supposed to be in. New Jersey, Florida, New York, a um, couple other states. So, we'll see. And I don't know if I showed you some of you guys. I showed you guys some of the new gear we got going on. We got the Bilicek short sleeve hoodies. We got tees, beanies, masks. Visors, trucker hats for females and males. I got the black and pink trucker hat as well. We got some shit going on for 2022, trying to grow the brand, keep going, and uh, and and I just showed you a little bit of it, uh, Lucy. Um, you should see. I, I'll show when I when we get it official. I, official, we'll drop it, and it, you'll see. It. It's pretty sweet. All the gear is pretty nice. Um, also, on the back of them, you can have different quotes. I got eight different quotes um, that you can buy on the back of a hoodie. Or you can just get the slapdick hoodie. So, Or you can get the hate me now, love me later um, shirt or hoodie. So check me out. But um, courage to stand alone, man. I got a lot to d- dive into. I'm going to talk about a lot of shit. Um I'm going to address some people on YouTube like I always do. My youngster, Dominic D, has been coming in the last few weeks. He's been in here. Um, Dominic's asking if te- he's like, teaching isn't a career. He's saying that basically, sar- sarcastically asking the question. It is a career, um, but I guess you didn't get my point. This kid did not want to teach. He wanted to coach, but he had to make ends meet. So he got offered a elementary school teaching job that paid about 30 grand. I paid him like 24 grand with free living, free housing, free meals. So really that's a wash in my opinion, but you get to do what you want, not what you have to do. He said he feared teaching. He didn't want to teach at all. He doesn't want to teach. He hated teaching. And I said, well, that's a job. That's not a career. If this is what you want to do as a career, then you need to do it. Now, if you want to be a teacher, then that is a career. But that's not what he wanted to do. 
So that is me breaking it back down to your young ass, Dominic. Always a slapdick know-it-all. It is the young kids that are always that way. I like Dominic. I really do. I like his banter. I like his disagreeing with me. I think disagreements create great conversation, as I always say. Um, but too, day, too, too often nowadays are we so quick to talk instead of think. We don't think before we speak anymore. See, back in the day when we were coming up underneath disciplinarians in life, our first thought process was to think about what was just said before we ever got to speak. Or we would have took a backhand, a spoon, a paddle, a switch, something across the back of our motherfucking thigh, neck, Shit, backhand to the straight up nose, face, lips. My daddy would have backhanded shit out of me. There was no calling protective child services, you soft motherfuckers. That's what you soft motherfuckers don't get. Y'all have an out now. Y'all have a fucking reason to call some motherfucking buddy. Bottom. So, ain't none of that shit no more. Um, Brandon asked a good question. Are you scared for your daughter's children coming into this world because of how soft it is? Um, I, I'm scared for people in it right now. Like, I'm scared for my motherfucking ass. Not scared, but... I mean, I'm be honest with you guys, man. Like, you know, when I was young, I used to fear death like no other. I'm like, there's no way I could die. You know, I got a long way to live. And... No webcam. You guys can't see me? Oh. Um, yeah, new webcam, man. New new little little 1080. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I just it's it's just different for everybody, man. You know what I mean? We we all had different upbringings. I'm I'm reading everybody's everybody's deal here. We all had different upbringings and shit but i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of data out there on 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 shitty on deadbeat daddies too because i see you polish pipe i see you guys in here talking about no fathers um is a reason why um some kids are fucked up true but also there's there's reasonings that you don't see that data shows that mothers are so fucked up. They keep the fathers away from their kids. Fathers get labeled deadbeat dads when in fact they just want to be part of the life, but they don't have the resources to go to court and hire lawyers and fucking fight for the right to see their kids. And you know what they do? They go out and have another kid. So now they got two baby mamas. Because they just want to be a father. But then they get tagged as a deadbeat father. The problem is now, I'm not defending the motherfucker who has 10 kids by 10 baby mamas. Let's not be ignorant now. Uh, ignorance is life-threatening. But <clears throat> at the same time, this, that there is a lot of truth and merit to mothers being so vindictive that they keep their fathers out of it. Trust me, I raised my hand. I'm fucking... 
victim of it. I know first motherfucking hand what the real is. But we're so quick to talk without thinking because we don't get hit in the mouth anymore. We blurt out any old fucking thing. How many coaches are in the room and are coaching and talking and motherfuckers just start talking? Or motherfuckers just start blurting out shit. See, that wasn't a thing back in the day. You have grown folks now that talk over folks. Have you ever watched ESPN and see the motherfucking Stephen A and them talking over J- Molly Quirm? Like, dog, it's just to me, it's lack of respect, period. And uh, <sighs> there's just no respect. I just truly believe it. Like, it just it's gone. And when they're and then, uh, well, especially. And the court systems, especially in California, are straight catered to women. It doesn't matter if they're a crackhead, a straight prostitute. It doesn't matter what they are. Shit. I'm just telling you. um, You got to prove almost it's an act of God to um, prove that you're fit to be to see your own son or daughter um, in California. I'm a victim of it. Trust me, I know. And then the kid gets brainwashed, fucked up, don't like the dad, hates on you, the girl, the mom hates on the dad the whole time, and then you're, you've are you been lied about forever, and then it's a huge repair fucking scenario that you have to go in and repair, and then any little slip-up, she's right back to believing mom because you've been gone for however many years. That's just facts. There is no opinion about it. It's, it's factual shit. Um, so, is what it is. But, but people blurt out shit all the time, Dominic D. They blurt shit out without really knowing. And then when they find out it's, there's some shit going on, it's now like, you just, now you, you put your foot in your mouth, man. You put your foot in your mouth. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, I missed some of the chat, man. I tried to adjust the chat early on in the podcast. Um, I'm reading some things that I already I'm going to discuss here. So if I haven't answered you, it's probably because I'm going to discuss a few things. Um, Brandon said, just found out my wife is pregnant due in September. This is my first kid. Any advice, anything you wish you could go back and fix being a dad? You know, man, the problem is you, I I had a daughter, she's 23 years old now. So basically at 21, she got pregnant, 22, I had a kid, right? And uh, you never know, man, all you could do is be positive, be there and support it. Like, that's all I ever did. I was there for Lamaze, I was there for the, and I remember it wasn't like we were married. It, it wasn't the perfect, you know, by the book scenario. Um, hey, Anthony Manriquez, you should fucking Google me instead of asking the same fucking question every time. Holy fuck. If you don't know I'm not coaching or am coaching, then you're fucking shouldn't be in here. Go Google me, motherfucker. Quit asking the same shit and then learn how to spell, motherfucker. Um... So anyway, you know, Brandon's 23. 
So you're my age almost when I had my first kid. And I was playing Juco, by the way. I was playing Juco, um, by the way. Um, yeah, I just learned what trolling is. I don't even know what that is. That means he's a fake cat, so I should just block his bitch ass. Um, yeah, he came and spell. Illiterate motherfucker. Um, you know, I don't know, man. It's like, uh, it's funny. It's funny because, um, yeah, thank you. I'm just trying to read some shit. 23 years old, dog, shit. All you can do is be there. Lamaze class, fucking go take her there, support it. When they have the kid, fucking be there. See it being born, the whole deal. And I'm just giving you the real, Brandon. She may not fucking want to be around you. (laughs) She may take the kid and bounce. Like, I'm just being honest. All you can do is do what a man is supposed to do and be supportive. Come up with some cheese, have food, baby clothes, buy a crib, buy all the shit for diapers, all those things. Get your homies to send you diapers, Similac, fucking (laughs) get all those things because... This is the problem, and I'm off track here, but this is the problem with humans and people who are, I consider to be either, when we have babies as babies, Brandon, you're 23, you're a baby, all right? Because my daughter's 23. If she had a kid right now, I'd call her the same thing. She's a fucking baby. And babies having babies have no room, they have no experience at raising a kid. You're a kid yourself. You might be thinking you're grown because you're 23 you're five uh, 18 i'm grown well no you're not because until you own a house and property and put your kid that you just had through fucking college i don't agree that you really are grown so having said that though um all you can do is be grown about it see there's too many people out there that have an excuse and they you know what the excuse is oh my baby mama wouldn't let me see her anyway so fuck it i ain't giving her shit see the problem is you're now creating an enemy first, even though it could be totally her fault. Trust me. All right. I know about it, but you still have to do what's right as a man. So you can grow up as a man when you get to be 45, like me, and you can look back and say, you know what? I did every fucking thing possible to do right by my kid. Fuck my baby mama. She's the antichrist. That bitch is the devil. Fuck her. Let's worry about our daughter, my daughter, and I did everything humanly possible to make sure I provided for her myself. And dog, Brandon, to be honest, your baby mama, she might take the diapers you got and the letters you wrote and the fucking clothes you bought and burn them motherfuckers and the daughter or your kid never gets them. And you're having to defend yourself in 20 years to your kid saying, I did send that shit. So my number one piece of advice since I've had experienced and lived this, traveled this path, all right, this rough road. If something ever does happen, you write letters, you keep the letters. You keep those letters, especially if you mail them and they come back to you. You keep them in a fucking shoebox and you show your kid that you sent shit all that type of shit sent that shit to them i did it myself forever i sent them and i got taught that by an old g cat 
and keep receipts, no question. Now, I didn't keep receipts, actual receipts on shit I bought, but I did keep the letters because that's the only part that they're going to care about. They don't give a fuck about what you bought them. They'll never know anyway. That's lost money. It is what it is, though. There's people out there that are really vindictive, man. They're really shady. They're really out to fuck you for some reason because there's a thing out there called Jealous One's Envy. And uh, it's too bad. It's too sad. But, hey, only the kid suffers. That's why I go back to my main point. Do right by your kid. Fuck the baby mama. Because she don't, it don't matter. It don't matter. But do right by the kid yourself so you can at least look at yourself in the mirror in 20 years. Too too often we got cats. We're telling kids nowadays, "Oh fuck it, and baby mama, oh fuck it, dog, you did what you could." No, you didn't. Still provide for your kid because she or he is the one suffering, not the fucking mom. The mom is already what it is. So, is what it is. Um, yeah, save as much as you can, man. Nowadays, it's easy. Back in my day, dog, we didn't have text messages and cell phones and shit like that. We had cell phones that just came out not too long before I had my kid. My kid was born in 99. Um, But, you know, we had straight up old school Nokias. That was before flip phones, just so you're clear. Um, But it is what it is. Anyway, courage to stand alone, man. I stand alone. I stand alone. I I grew up standing alone. I grew up with the mentality that I didn't really care if you were with me or not. The story I was just telling you about the cat that said he wanted a, 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 that he was going to go work a job, not a career. You know, I told him I'm scared. I, I'm standing. I stood alone on the fact that when I told him that, I'm like, "Are you willing to stand alone and do things that others say you could not do?" Because at the end of the day, you're betting on yourself. And, you know, I've always stood alone. Like, shit, I'm like, I don't care about what you think about me. I don't care if I have a bunch of people in my corner. Because I'm going to be real. I'm going to break some shit down real quick. I want to be real with everybody in this room. How many of y'all, how many best friends do you all each say you have? How many, Alan, how many best friends do you have? I want to, I want to clarify some shit. How many best friends do you guys all have in here? Because I'm going to prove to you that if you think you have multiple best friends, you're fucking sadly mistaken. See, Alan, I don't believe you have three. You might have three close partners, three close homies, three close boys. I don't believe you have three. See, I think three is reaching, Ty. Three best friends in my experience, okay? There's some people in here older than me, but is an impossibility. It's an impossibility, You know why? How many of you guys spend enough time with that one person to become their best friend? So what you're saying is you have three of them. Do you know the impossibility of all three of them spending the time with you that it takes to become a best friend? 
It is not a possible. It's not possible. And Alan, hey dog, more power to you if you do have three and you end up having three in 20 years and, and, and you get to be 45 and you still have three. Hey dog, I love the shit out of it. I hope it happens. But I don't see it happening. And back to standing alone comment, I'm not, you know, the courage to stand alone. This guy that I told him that he would, you know, work a job and a career and all that, and then he still threw me under the bus. It's not the, it's not the courage to stand alone you have to worry about. It's not the, you don't have to have the courage to not have a lot of big, uh, not have a big circle. And I'm not ever shocked about having multiple, not having multiple friends, like good friends. The shocking part is when you get stabbed in the back and you look behind you and you see who's holding the knife. That is going to be the biggest shocker to a lot of you youngsters in here. Um, When you get older and you grew up with a person and you thought that they were your boy and your best friend and you grew up as youngsters and you were fucking very, very close. Um, the problem is you, 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 you're talking about a un, you're talking about a mind that was uh, very, very pure. When you're young, you have a pure mind. Like to me, hate, racism, all this different shit is learned trait. You get taught those things. You don't, you're not born being a fucking hating a black kid, hating a white kid. You're learned, you're taught. It is a learned trait. So in my opinion, you learn as you get older to hate or to be shady or to stab a motherfucker that you were close with forever um, or what have you. And as you get older, you're going to find out, Alan, that those three best friends dwindled down to two. Because one of them did some shady shit and you're like, damn, dog, really? And then those two is going to come become one. And it's usually the one that you grew up with or that are the tightest with that you spent the most time with. Because you can't spend that much time with all three. It's just not possible unless you're all three living together. Right? So you can't. You just can't do it. Um, And I, I truly believe that most people that say they have multiple best friends are full of shit. They're lying to make themselves feel better. I know thousands of people and thousands of people know me. I'm talking about prior to the show. Remember, I've always been a pretty well-liked dude and knew pretty much when we grew up together and the homies saw us out in public and you, I would go to a random Laker game when I was 25, 30. People would be like, damn, JB, you know everybody. That was just, this is something, you know, you, it's like that it factor, man. I play hoop all over different hoods, different cities. Um, I don't know what, I don't know how to, how to break it down. It's just a matter of I knew a lot of people. A lot of people knew me. Not to boast or be cocky. I'm just telling you, I knew a lot of people. Like the barber, my homie, the barber, Dave, who was on the show, was cutting my hair on the show. He knows everybody. And a lot of barbers are, are that way because they cut so many different heads and so forth. But but they've been that way forever. He knows everybody. Anywhere you go, somebody knows you. Damn, Dave, you know. So we used to go back and forth fucking with each other because, like, everyone we went, somebody knew us. But to me, that's part of uh, that's part of acquaintances. Those are acquaintances. Those are 
fly by the seat by the pants seat guys like those guys ain't your 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 dog let me break down a best friend all right how many of y'all can call those three guys you say they're your best friend and ask for rent dog i don't got rent i'm struggling and if he happens to have it or she they'll give it to you see that is a best friend to me See, I've done that to actually a few people. <laughs> um, don't do it to a few people. Don't give rent to a few people because one of those few people aren't worthy. I'm just telling you, dog. That's just straight up experience. The The truth of the matter is, um, I know, Alan, I'm not either. I'm not either, Alan. I never ask for anything from anybody. I just don't live that way. I do not live that way. Um, I've never been that way. I've always had too much pride. My dad's instilled it in me. And I know Alan's character. I know Alan's not that way at all. I'd have to beg Alan to give him some food and shit. Alan, you sure you don't hungry, dog? Here, you want some drinks? You want some food? And, and, and just in quarterback meetings, I'd be like, here, dog. And, oh, because I'm good. No, you ain't. You know damn well you want a Gatorade. Alan's that way. He's that type of kid uh, or grown man now. He's that type of man. So I'm the same way. I couldn't ask you for that shit. You would have to beg me to do those things. But there is dependability. Can you depend on that? friend for something that you need to get by something that will help you survive the year the month the whatever it may be um and no none as asking i'd argue that a best friend wouldn't ask their friend for money i i i don't agree with you i've never asked my friend for money but where I, I agree maybe with you, but I disagree on the fact that if you're my best friend, you wouldn't have to ask me, homie. <laughs> That's where you guys are fucked up at. If I'm your best friend, I already know you're struggling and I'm already offering it myself. You ain't got to ask me. So your argument to me is null and void. Your argument stating that if it's if you're his best friend, you won't. You wouldn't ask them for money is bullshit because <laughs> I was already going to offer it anyway. That is how you know you have a best friend. Motherfucking best friends, just so you know, I have one. Best friends know each other. Like, we know each other's issues, problems, whether you told me about them or not. It is damn near like a wife or a husband. But a lot of you cats, you see like n numbers, like everybody wants to, everyone wants to, uh, everybody wants to uh, have strength in numbers and shit. It's all about analytics and numbers game now. Um, no, none. I don't know. I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm moving the goal line now. Anyway, I'm not here to argue about it. Bottom line is, I was getting to the point that 
I agree with you as far as I wouldn't ask my best friend for money either. He would have given it to me already. I would have given it to him already. So it takes that uncomfortable discussion out. <laughs> it takes the un the the bits. I, I got bits in me because I'm asking my boy for some money. That's where a lot of cats is. It's called pride. And hopefully we all have it. I know motherfuckers that ask a random stranger for some money. But my point is we all have pride. But to avoid the conversation, the uncomfortable conversation, I would have already offered it. He would have already offered it. So I don't know how I moved the goal line. But anyway, um, Anyway, that's kind of just first 40 minutes of the show. I haven't even discussed anything I'm about to talk about. But anyway, courage to stand alone is, in my opinion, a real thing. And 99.9% of us do not have the courage to stand alone. We need several people. No offense to Alan or anybody in here that said they have multiple best friends, but we need multiple best friends. Most of us do when we're young because we don't know yet. So we don't know yet. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, no none said, I'll give you a job. Well, hopefully that, see, no none, you're, you're missing the point. Hopefully, does that job pay day one? <laughs> Motherfucker, you going to give me a job and give me a paycheck that day? Because some of us that have best friends know that we need that money expeditiously. We need it today. We got rent to pay today. I don't have a month to wait for your check. <laughs> well, hell, you're a hell of a you're a hell of a boss. Then you cut him a fucking you cut him a job, huh? You cut him a check day one. That's pretty ironic. Hopefully, the IRS is friendly with you. But anyway, um, I'm gonna get into a bunch of this shit. B.A., Bruce Arians, fined 50 grand, and I want to make sure we quote the, um, go back to no none. That's where ignorance comes in because now you're, you're, you're saying the best friend comes in, but now you're putting yourself at risk with the IRS. <laughs> Motherfucker hasn't worked for nothing. You cut him a check. Uh, anyway, explain that one. Um. And now you're you're both fucked up. Now you're in, now you're just fucking making it worse. <laughs> but again, you put your foot in your mouth because you know every motherfucking thing. So, fifty k NFL fine Bruce Arians, fifty k for quote I quote striking the player, striking him. Um. Now, have you guys watched Bruce Arians and the shove that he gave the player? Um, was that a strike or a shove? Like, I don't understand what it was. Like, you guys think that was a strike? Um, Dominic, I'm, I'm already smiling in my mind. What's not necessary? The fine or the strike? Was it a fine or a strike? What are you talking about? It's not, What's not necessary? I got to hear this, Dominic. Come on, Dominic. Oh, good shit, Dominic. Please, thank you, 
Dominic, I like you. I thought you were going to say him striking the dude. Listen. I said it on Monday, but the 46-year-old veteran coach, I'm talking about coach for 46 years. He's 70 almost. He's coached for 46 years. I think in my generation growing up and the world that I live in, I could be in my own bubble nowadays because of how soft this fucking everybody around me is. But TJ, I used to get the team hyped up and hit motherfuckers harder than that shit, didn't I? Alan, come on, dog. Did I not hit motherfuckers dead in their face with my open hand or my fist? Or pound a hit a motherfucker in the shoulder. I've, I I hurt one of my players. Dog as fucked up as it sounds. I I bruised their sternum. I socked them in their chest. And uh, you can ask any of my players that motherfucker. To, uh, we laugh for we won the game and we laugh for years. Still laugh. Me and my boys and coaches and players. Um, we still laugh about that shit. Um, but anyway. Um, that shit is funny. Um, you know, this is the thing I got to say about Bruce Arians, okay? And if anyone, I want to make sure you go back and look at Bruce Arians and comments about him about from his players, okay? Look, Alan said I hit him in the Hutch game. Come on, dog. Like... Allen knew I would never harm him. Like, this is the thing about it. Players know if Bruce Arians an asshole or a dude that drove him home every day and gave him milk money. <laughs> TJ said, I punched our center when he fucked up the snap on our first drive. <laughs> and, hey, dog, you have to have the it factor. You can't be an asshole. And someone that motherfuckers aren't fully bought into. Your team cannot be. They have to be fully bought in to you as a coach and a human for you to have the ability to be somewhat aggressive with them. Because they know you're doing it with the right fucking frame of mind that has the best intention for that player and your team. That player was about to get a 15-yard penalty, possibly get himself kicked out of the game, and furthermore make Bruce Arians' team look undisciplined and stupid. Did you see Mike McCarthy doing that? How many fucking penalties did they have in the 49er game? It looked like an absolute shit show of a game. And it looked like there was no hierarchy, no chain of command, no discipline at all. Compare the fucking coaching at the Bucks with the coaching at the Cowboys, and you wonder who's still playing and who's not. You wonder who won a Super Bowl last year and who's not. Who didn't? I'm just telling you, that is the shit that makes the difference. That guy looked at Bruce Arians. Have you seen the video? Look at him look at Bruce. Damn, coach. That ain't nothing. He knew Bruce w took care of him. Let me let me break down the truth of this whole thing, all right? 
and 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 I'm gonna put all you fucking idiots out there who defend Antonio fucking shitbird Brown and everyone that talks shit about AB. I mean, I'm sorry about Bruce Arians, and he should be fired. He should be this. He should be that. Last year, Bruce Arians was voted as the player coach of the year. He was the everyone's player's coach's choice. First of all, Bruce Arians has hired more minority coaches and gotten more minority coaches head jobs or coordinating roles in the NFL than any other coach. A. B. Bruce Arians is revered and loved by every single player of all time that has ever played for him. 99% of them being black. B. And for everyone defending A. B., This is how you can prove why A.B. is a shitbird and B.A. is just being a coach. If that dude that Bruce Arians just supposedly quote-unquote struck in the head would have turned around and fired on Bruce Arians or would have took his gear off and walked off or would have did some more shitbird shit, you can now argue Bruce Arians may be an asshole and just straight up dick and nobody likes. Nobody wants to play for. That wasn't the case at all, was it? That dude looked back at Bruce Arians and was like, fuck, okay, my bad. Did you see him even argue? Did you see him argue? Did you see him fucking like pull away? Did you see him do any of that shit? No, you didn't. Because they know that who their coach is. They see their coach every day for 10 to 12 hours a day. They know who the guy is. So, oh, Dominic, you're defending Adams, huh? You'd think Adams would be the bad guy if he did something, huh? But you're cool with A.B. doing it? Come on, dog. Quit making excuses for excuses. That's the problem with you youngsters, Dominic. Stop making excuses for Adams. Let's go back to the game. Let me me teach Dominic some shit here. Let's go back to the game. Did you see the other player who took off his helmet? And then Todd Bowles and them ripped his ass for getting a penalty after the pick? So you saw the pick. And then he took his helmet off, ran around, got an unsportsmanlike. Did you guys see that in the beginning of the game? Did you see Todd Bowles and them rip his ass? And then they loved on him and everything? What's Bruce Arians' number one motto? Coach him hard, love him harder. If you haven't, if you don't know. So, did you see that guy take his helmet off, get a 15-yard penalty, almost cost the team the ball, but didn't. I want to make sure that you understand something because that same player, two series later, dropped the fucking pick. He dropped the fucking pick. And it's always the motherfucker who talks shit, gets a penalty, does some dumb shit that can't that can't back it up. All talk, no bark. No all bark, no bite. 
At least get the pick, motherfucker. You already lost us 15 yards. Now you better fucking make a play. Or I'm going to cut your bitch ass. You can't be a shitbird and be shitty. <laughs> you can't be a shitbird and be shitty. You have to be a shitbird and be a dude. You have to be a baller if you're going to have shitbird tendencies and get me 15-yard penalty. This guy, No None, says that Brady's carrying Arians. <laughs> Holy fuck. You just are one of these guys that talk, No None. Whoever No None is. No None sense, motherfucker. That's what you got. Because your ass is just talking to hear. You want to get talk to No None? You want to Zoom me privately? Do you want to have a conversation? Do you need some love, dog? You need some followers on social media? I think you just want to hear yourself talk. You know, Bruce Arians went to a Super Bowl before, right? You understand he's taking another team to the Super Bowl, right? Do you know that he bangs on Tom Brady himself, right? You do know that, right? I just want to make sure you know. You know he's an asshole, and he's an asshole to everybody. And he also loves everybody, just as I was. So you do understand he's an equal opportunist asshole. <laughs> Bruce Arians is one of the, first of all, he was a great, one of the greatest OCs and had Peyton, had fucking uh, Kurt Warner. He had a lot of fucking number one offenses in the NFL, dog. <laughs> He'd been doing this shit 46 years. Now all of a sudden Brady's carrying him. Motherfuckers just want to talk. Dog. It's all about what have you done for me lately. And that's the cold part. Because. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, no, none just talks. You know, we always get these motherfuckers in the show that just want to talk. So, you know. Um. Um, $50,000 fine shows how soft we are. Um, as a cancel culture and society and how mainstream media, how mainstream media, um, pushes the narrative and gets it out there. And the NFL is forced to fucking find you that's how i look at it that's just personally what i think i think motherfuckers push the narrative in this soft cancel culture bullshit because motherfucker please motherfuckers really jump on that shit too like he really struck him and quit giving me the grown man fucking talk please stop giving me the, so so tom brady is the only reason right so Tom Brady doesn't need Gronk, Evans, fucking AB, fucking all the ac all the ac uh, acquisitions they re they acquired this last two seasons. So Tom Brady did it all, right? <laughs> oh, so oh my God, no none just said that. Now we know Peyton Manning was running the offense. So you think Peyton Manning ran and install? Do you know how to install an offense? Please tell us.
you coach before? Please, you know what, dog? Send me your resume. Put it in the chat or email it to me. And if I think it suffice, I'll continue to talk to you. But until I know you know what the fuck you're talking about, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Because I believe you're a fucking idiot. And I think you are a slap dick. And I don't think you know what the fuck you're talking about. So send me your resume. Show me you can install an offense and play the position in the NFL at the highest level at the same time. And then we'll talk. This motherfucker said Peyton Manning ran the offense. (laughs) Holy fuck, dog. Some cats just talk. I'm just telling you. They have not a fucking clue what they talk about. This is the guy who sits around and plays Fortnite. And he's the guy who sits around and plays Fortnite, and he weighs 600 pounds. And uh, he just, and nobody bitter, dog. This is my show. Why I got to be bitter? You're on my show, dick rider. You're a dick rider. You're on my show. You need to go get Listerine and gargle and get everyone's balls out of your jaws that you're discussing in here. Because all you do is talk about other people. Because you're a fucking jealous one. <laughs> how am I? How am I bitter on my show? <laughs> fucking idiot. Anyway, bye bye. You're a fucking idiot. So I don't know. Um, I think that we have too many soft motherfuckers, and we're okaying the. We're okaying it. We're okaying it. That's just what it is. We're okaying the situation with the $50,000 fine. Um, has anyone, has anyone, right, most people don't even talk to the fucking chat. I like talking to y'all because I'm just a real one. I'm just a regular motherfucker. Have you seen me at Walmart or seen me on my show? I'm the same motherfucker. I ain't going to change. Have you seen the dude who shot his girlfriend who was walking the dog um, in Houston? Did you know that he shot her 22 times and he got bonded out today? Did you hear that shit? The judge let this motherfucker out on bond. This motherfucker shot a girl 22 times. (laughs) 22 times. And holy shit. That shit was crazy. Yeah, Alan, I don't get it, dog. Some cats just come. That's the thing about it, Alan. That dude that was talking shit, no none or whatever, he's probably, like, been that dude that has, like, 30 other names. You know what I'm saying? Like, the dude that he's probably, you know, I probably took his girl and fucking snatched her in high school and shit. Um... The court system is a joke. That's It's kind of crazy. You can shoot a person 22 times. How are you not a fucking risk on the street? <laughs> so that doesn't show like some type of fucking... Now that's some mental health, motherfucker. Everyone want to talk about mental health. I still don't think that's mental health. But that's some shit that you got to worry about. Holy fuck. 
This motherfucker can just shoot up your daughter 22 times and you get him, let him out? Like, who the fuck is the judge? Who shit. Man, I don't know. I know that uh, I'm curious if Mids Plug is still in here because I know Mids Plug's be defending some crazy shit. I'm curious to see what Mids Plug thinks about the person shooting someone 22 times and got out. Um, I want to know what they think. Um, I'm just curious, dog. I want to show you. Um, like this is just shit. Look at this. Oops. Uh, that's it right there. Seventeen year old. Um. Seventeen-year-old released from jail on bond shot a girl twenty-two motherfucking times, dog. Why she walked her dog? Now that motherfucker is not a risk. Ah, I I got an issue with that shit. I got an issue with that shit. Um. I don't know what argument. Yeah, he's white, obviously. Um, I don't really play too much into that. Um, but mids plugs, are you comparing the Browns player who got <laughs> who got arrested being butt naked to this motherfucker shooting someone twenty two times? Dog, come on. Hey, Justin, I was gonna move to Houston. I love Houston. Um, I love Houston. I really do. Uh, League City area, uh, Missouri City, Sugarland. I was going to move in that area. Um, I was going to sell my crib and actually move out there, but I'm going to hold off. I like Houston, man. I do. But goddamn, there's some shit going on in Texas just like there is in California, I guess. Every fucking buddy's fucked up, man. It is what it is. Uh, but damn, dog. It, like... W- I'm curious if you see this motherfucker walking down the street and you know he just shot a motherfucker 22 times. You're not supposed to have people on the street that make your living uncomfortable. That is just how they define things in the court. If you go online, go Google that shit up, go look it up. That is how they define bail. We should not release you if we think you are a risk, a flight risk, a risk to others' health or well-being. How is this motherfucker not a risk or a fucking risk to someone's health? Who the fuck? Like, who the fuck would not be worried that this motherfucker might shoot your ass 20-something times? (laughs) Holy shit. Shit, dog. That's why we're soft, bruh. Justin brings up a point. He's saying that Houston is getting out of control. We got so many criminals getting bonded for committing murder. There's not enough room in jail. This the issue, dog. This is another reason why we're soft as shit. 
we're soft as shit. But I know for a fact Texas is is putting people in jail for like stupid ass arrests too. Um, so I know there's room for jail. So I don't. I, that's a bullshit excuse. Um. Yeah, the kid that shot up to Texas. Now that was a black kid though, right? That was a black kid who was a rich black kid. His his, his parents were well off. He had a fucking new charger and. You know, he was a fucking wannabe, uh, wannabe bitch. Um, but yeah, somebody wrote something in here. Let me see. Oh, he said somebody got in a shoe store in Houston, got killed for some Jordans. Dog, that's happening all over, man. I'm just going to be honest. It's happening all over the place. Um, but listen, let me go back to my original deal. This is why we're soft. We are soft because we say there's an excuse to let a murderer out who can go murder again, but we don't have enough room in jail. Then motherfucker, if he is proven to be killed, or I mean killed somebody, he needs to be put into a fucking special place. Let's put that motherfucker in a special cage. Let's castrate that motherfucker. Let's cut off his motherfucking hands. Let's start doing some third world country shit so this shit seizes. See, we keep being nice guys, dog. That's the problem. They better not hope I'm a motherfucking president of this motherfucking country. I'll fuck around and change some shit up. Motherfucker, you kill the motherfucker? All right. Oh, judge, you want to put him on bail. All right, well, I'm the grand jury and the motherfucking executioner and the motherfucking, I'm cutting your motherfucking hands off at the risk. I ain't got to worry at the risk. I ain't worried about you shooting no motherfucking buddy no more. Hell yeah, send this bitch ass to Juco with me. (sighs) Yeah, dog, everywhere is crazy. Look at Philly, look at Chicago, look at Cali. Um, we got motherfuckers walking in restaurants, strong arming motherfuckers with pistols. Why they eat in a full, pa- fully packed restaurant? If you haven't seen those things that's going on, TJ don't hate dog. They they they, they, they If I'm the president, dog, we'll have you should you should hear my uh, public address announcement when I first get the job. When I get the president, I'm gonna go on the stage. Oh, that shit's going to be the most watched event in the history of television. (laughs) I'll be on that motherfucker talking shit to Republicans and Democrats because I'll be winning that presidency as an independent fucking guy. I'll be an independent. um, So, you know, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, so I'll be independent. I'll get the job. I'll get on that motherfucker and I'll just straight check motherfuckers. I'll be checking all the fucking crooked politicians, priests, fucking cops. Woo. Man, this fucking, hey. I'll check everybody too. Color, creed, race. I don't give a fuck. You, you, dumb, you do some dumb shit, motherfucker. I'll fuck you up. Is what it is. Alan, you and TJ are hating, dog. You you know it. You love it, dog. Shit. We play tackle fucking football 
in every single PE class across the country. We would instill some fucking tough discipline and have fucking, we'd have tackle motherfucking football in elementary school. And all the way up to high school, dog. In PE, you have to play tackle football. I'm not talking about with pads either. Fuck pads. You're playing tackle football in PE for 50 minutes a day. Fuck that. During football season. And then when basketball season comes, you play fucking basketball full-time season. And we're playing hard. No flagrant ones and flagrant twos, motherfucker. We're checking your ass, clotheslining your ass. And we're playing basketball on a black asphalt court. Not in a gym, motherfucker. We're playing on the court that I grew up playing on where your fucking hands were black. When you went back to class, your hands were all black. That's the basketball court we're playing on, motherfucker. So that's what I would put in. Fuck that shit. God damn, Bailey, you stink. Um, what's up, guys? Um, yeah, I'd hire Pat. Shit, yeah, Pat ain't gonna want to be the president. He makes too much damn money. I don't know who the vice president would be. I might be the first motherfucker not to have a vice president. Shit. They get in my fucking way. I got to hear another motherfucking f- f- excuse or philosophy from another motherfucker. We got enough fucking chiefs already. We don't, we need more Indians, motherfuckers. That's the problem, motherfuckers. We got too many fucking chiefs. Dog, everybody that... Every single person that is mad that Bruce Arians... Push that kid's head (laughs) is because they all think players are equals to coaches. Players are not equal to coaches. I don't give a fuck what level you're at. I don't give a fuck what level you're at. Players should not be equals to coaches. If they're equal, then where in the fuck is the world headed? Teachers should not be equals to principals. Professors should not be equals to presidents at the college level. Kids should not be equals to their parents and tell them what the fuck to buy for dinner that night. That is the problem in America. We are all fucking equals. You guys think that these motherfuckers should be equals to coaches. You wonder why so many kids are transferring. You wonder why so many motherfuckers play this fucking soft-ass seven-on-seven and shit. Nah, motherfucker. You're not an equal. I hate seeing the quarterback who's injured in the NFL with a headset on. You're not a fucking coach. (laughs) You're not in the coaches' meetings. You understand. I understand you were the starting quarterback, and you know the game plan for tonight, but you have no fucking idea really what it is to be a coach and what we're looking at on the field with this backup in. But anyway, everybody thinks they're equals. There's no hierarchy, and that is a fucking fundamental issue in America. We all think everybody's fucking equals. 
I don't know, man. Um, here, I, I want to discuss the Lakers real quick. All right. I'm going to break down the Lakers. I'm, I just know because I know all sports. I'm going to break down this shit real quick. And you tell me how fucked up I am. The Lakers have no cap space. They have no trade space. They have no money. They're fucked with the roster they have. And they're shitty, right? Here's the deal. I would trade LeBron James. I would trade AD. And I would trade Westbrook. Send LeBron back home to Cleveland. All right? Let him finish his career there. He'll be mad as fuck because he's trying to live in Hollywood and do all this Hollywood shit after fucking his career's over and he wants to play with his son. Oh, well, we're the Lakers. We need to win. We don't care about what the fuck you want to do. You're already controlling the fucking narrative. You're already about to get fucking Vogel fired because your old-ass team you so-called assembled is shit. So, true L.A. fans are like, get your sorry asses out of here. Trey LeBron. To Cleveland, all right? Now, listen to this for you guys that know basketball. Trade his ass to Cleveland for Mobley, Garland, and Rubio. And a pick. I'll take Mobley, Garland, and Rubio. Go finish your career there. I'll take those three guys and a pick. That's fair. LeBron still has three years left of, of, of solid ball. And then his son goes to Cleveland and plays with him as a rookie. And, and LeBron goes in the sunset, off in the sunset. All right. So you make those trades straight up right there. All right. Hell, now they want it because they would love it because they would fill the Cleveland Stadium back up. See, that's what you're not looking at, Mids Plug. They want to sell tickets. That's all that motherfucker care about. So I'll take AD, trade him to Houston. For Woods, the center, and Porter Jr. and a pick. So I'll take Porter Jr. shitbird ass. I'll take Woods and a pick for AD. Get AD soft ass out of here. Houston's in a rebuild anyway. Houston has to rebuild anyway. They already are fucked. So you get his ass out of there. Um, oh, you're a Cleveland fan, Midsplug? Hey, I'm not. I'm not mad at you. I I hear you. Um. And then take Westbrook, trade Westbrook's ass to Chicago for Zach Levine, who is so-called hurt right now, who wants to come back to the West Coast any motherfucking way. Now, Westbrook will be hot, but who gives a fuck? We're trying to win. So get his ass out of there. You ain't got to worry about it. Just take straight-up swap for money. You ain't got to worry about no money. Just straight-up trade for contracts. Take Zach Levine for Westbrook. You need Westbrook anyway with what's-his-name over there. So, um, you know, DeRozan and Westbrook, gets they'll fucking ball out, and they're two kind of similar, fast, push to pace. Get Zach over here, and you've just fixed everybody's problems, dog. Fucking hire me as the motherfucking Laker fixer. Anyway, that's my Laker outlook, dog. That's all I had to really say about the fucking Lakers. They're shitty. Um, seventy sixers turned down so supposedly two major trades today. Have you guys heard this? They have basically turned down two major trades, and I'm curious as to what the fuck they're doing for Ben Simmons. 
Like, I talked to Danny Green the other day. Um, great dude, man. Good dude. Um, we become pretty close. He's a good dude. Sixers basically turned down Sacramento packaging Buddy Hill, Halliburton, Harrison Barnes, and two first-round picks. That is a fucking... To me, I would have took that shit in a motherfucking heartbeat. The Sixers said not interested. Man, please. And then they turned down a Sadiq Bay and Grant trade from Detroit yesterday. Hey, dog, I talk about addition by subtraction all the time. That is addition by subtraction. Get rid of Ben Simmons, bitch ass. See, this is my thing. If you're allowing the NFL, if the NBA is so soft that they are allowing Kyrie to play and they're allowing Ben Simmons to continue to stay on a roster, I would make a team. Call it the pussies. I don't know. Call it the bitch madeness. Call it the bitches. I don't know what you want to call it. But Ben Simmons and Kyrie deserve each other. They should be playing together somewhere. I don't get how Kyrie Irving, I don't know. I'm not going to talk about Kyrie Irving's bitch ass. But I one thing I agree with Stephen A. Smith about is Stephen A. Is, is disagrees with the whole Kyrie Irving deal. And I agree with Stephen A. If the Nets win the championship, I do agree with Stephen A. Smith finally that it would do the NBA a disservice. Because you're now opening up Pandora's box. You have opened up a fucking unbelievable shit show. And now you can play half the games and still have an NBA contract and roster and get paid to play in half the games. Who the fuck? I wouldn't buy another ticket to go to a Nets game if I was a fucking season ticket holder. I would demand a fucking refund. And I would never go to another motherfucking game. Who wants to watch half my roster play half the year? <laughs> like, what are we doing? That's how soft this motherfucking country has become? Holy shit. Again, no hierarchy. Players are equals to coaches. That is a fundamental... fucking disaster waiting to happen. It's a fundamental issue. I don't know, man. I just, we just talk about it all the time. I don't get it. Um, You know, is what it is. How about this, Alan? TJ, USC has the number six transfer class. (laughs) Holy fuck. I gotta give a. You is slap dick pretty much. Why you calling me slap dick? Because my dick slapped me across your face. Dog. USC has the what the fuck class? The number six transfer portal class. We're now grading out transfer portal classes, Alan. Dog, Alan, please let us know. Is that really a thing? You know more than anyone. Is that really a fucking thing? We are seriously grading out transfer portal classes so florida state has the number one transfer class 
I would be ashamed as a coach if I had a fucking transfer class ranking. I want to be dead last in transfer class. I want my class to be the worst transfer class because it would be because we wouldn't have one motherfucking transfer. So I wouldn't say that because if I do get a D1 job and I do take a transfer, all you guys will remember that shit. You won't remember that I graduated fucking 400 kids and sent them D1. You'll remember that I said I'll never take a transfer kid and I took one. <laughs> That's how crazy you motherfuckers are. So let me let me get my foot out of my mouth like no none. I I would take a Russell Wilson grad transfer quarterback. Remember, I said this the other day. I would take a grad transfer quarterback type of dude, but I wouldn't take another motherfucker. I wouldn't take anyone else. So we'd be the last. We would have the last transfer class, but we would be number one recruiting class, though. So USC has the number six transfer class, and they're the number 24th ranked recruiting class. <laughs> How the fuck is that a good, like, trade-off? How is that even fucking possible? That is like Staley going for it on all these fourth downs instead of taking the points. I didn't know zero points was better than three points. I didn't know three points was better than six points. Holy fuck. The Chargers lost to the Chiefs because you didn't kick field goal, motherfucker. It had nothing to do with stats and data. But anyway, um, what the fuck is a trade portal ranking? Holy shit. Anyway, Courage to Stand Alone, man, is my main part of this show. Right before I end it on a fun note that I'm going to talk about standing alone, the greatest standalone humans that I've ever come across as um, being a part of a being born my 45 years on this earth. I'm going to talk about the, 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 the motherfucking most influential cats that would weren't scared to stand alone, had the courage to stand alone. It was a very lonely place. Let me fucking tell you guys. Some of you guys don't realize how lonely it is to stand alone. And are you willing to fucking stand alone? But that's just me. Um, I talked about the true friends you guys have. Um, I told you it's impossible to be fucking everywhere. Um, and, and have multiple best friends. I don't believe it's possible. Because, um, I mean, how many motherfuckers? Alan, are those three dudes that you said are your best friends, do you trust all three of them to babysit your daughter? Would you trust them to babysit your daughter? That is, you know, Alan, TJ, you know me. That's my first thing to players. If I, if I can't trust you to babysit my daughter... I'll never trust you with the keys to the Porsche. I'll never trust you with the keys to the to the palace. So, um, can you trust those three with your daughter? Because I'm just telling you, there's no fucking way. Um, Alan said not to that extent. <laughs> then they not your best friends, dog. I'm just being real. Um. Loyal people and trustworthy people are very hard to come by, dog. They don't. It doesn't. They don't fall off trees, dog. They don't fall off trees, and uh, dependability is fucking critical, man. Um, I don't. 
Dependability, man, is a fucking huge box that needs to be checked off in my best friend categories. Loyalty and dependability are fucking huge. Uh, but I don't know. A lot of you guys, I don't know if you guys are really can stand alone, man, and, 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 and not. Like, dog, I'm over going places with motherfuckers. I'd rather go alone. Now, it's harder for me to go alone because... People see me and notice, notice me sometimes, and it's 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 a picture or an autograph. I don't mind it. I really don't. But at sometimes I kind of want to chill, and I get people to come sit by me, and I'm like, fuck, I don't have that person to get away with and get me out of it, right? So that's kind of an issue. Um, but I said, fuck everybody else. I will continue to go places by my motherfucking self. That way I don't got to depend. Depend on no motherfucking buddy. And if you can't depend on your motherfucking self, then you got a self problem. <laughs> you got a fucking problem in the mirror. So, um, let me break this down, though, and fuck everybody's head up. There's also motherfuckers that have the courage to stand alone, to do wrong, and be shady motherfuckers. They want to stand alone for all the wrong motherfucking reasons. I want to stand alone for all the right reasons. I want to stand alone because I don't trust another motherfucker. Me and the other one ain't you. That's number one. Number two, I can't depend on no motherfucker. So why am I going to keep wasting tries? I'm not going to keep trying your motherfucking ass out. Right? This ain't a workout for the, uh, to be my fucking third string quarterback. I don't need to work you out and try you out. I don't have the time. I'm not going to depend on shit but myself. I'm a bet on myself. I have the courage to stand alone to hustle, to get shit done that people said I could not do. No greater fucking slap in a motherfucker's face than doing some shit that they said you could not motherfucking do. Just remember that. Um, but there's motherfuckers that stand alone for a reason. Because they're shady. They don't want you to get to know them because they know they're shady. They know you'll call them out. They know real recognizes real. And you're going to see that they're a fake fuck. And that is why they stand alone. So don't get it twisted and understand that there are some fucking people out there that you need to define why they stand alone. There's good and there's bad, dog. I stand alone for different reasons than some stand alone. And then the ones that always need to have some comfort blanket fucking backup. They got to have the homie. They got to have this. They got to have that. I don't ever trust them motherfuckers. Because they'll never get shit done when you need them. When you depend on them, when you need them to fucking show up to watch your damn dogs. Oh, cold shit, dog. Something came up. Well, fuck, homie. You said you're coming. I gave you the keys. I'm already halfway to Vegas. Oh, man, my bad. How many of you have had that scenario happen? I know you motherfuckers have. Don't tell me you have it. That's why you can't have three best friends. They don't exist, dog. You got to have one motherfucker that you trust that will make sure he shows up for you. Um, 
I don't know, man. I just don't know. A lot of people don't believe that shit. Jamil, I, 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 shit, I agree with you on that. Um, Jamil said at, at 18, you're an adult, not grown. See, I, I, I agree with that, um, to an extent. Um, see, I don't even think 21 year olds are adults yet. Because, see, if you define adult, I don't know if you guys have ever defined the word. Um, I got a, I got a, oh shit. Um, adult, a person who is fully grown or developed, a person who behaves in a way characteristic of a responsible human, especially by accomplishing necessary tasks. See, I don't believe any 18-year-olds have the understanding. Now, there may be a few 18 or 21-year-old females that can grasp the concept of accomplishing necessary tasks. I don't believe there's 18 to 21-year-old boys that can do those things. Them motherfuckers can't. We can't think without our dick. For that long, a, b, like I'm so ADHD. There's there's more ADHD men than women. So, <laughs> I I know men are all over the fucking place. So I know we're fucked up. So I would believe maybe a woman is much more grown. Um, Exactly, Ty. I know, dog. I'm just talking the real shit. I'm just giving you some real shit. I'm trying to tell you. Motherfuckers don't want to listen. They don't believe me. Um, what you mean, TJ? I don't have no faith in what? I'm just talking in generality, TJ. Generals. General. Don't be taking offense. I used to take your ass home every day, motherfucker. I used to buy you fucking L&Ls. So, look. Um, you went with me to Kansas and froze my nuts off. Alan, you don't know this story, dog. I drove my Cadillac. We got It got so cold going through Utah that um, when we, we got a hotel, dog, and we got out of Utah, it was like minus six. And my fucking eight, my heater froze. And uh, it, it was literally blowing ice cold air onto us as we drove. And I stopped to try to even fix it. It took like three hours for it to thaw out. And uh, dog, we froze our fucking nuts off. And then we get to Garden City and we get a fucking, my apartment they gave me. As the coach, and I brought TJ with me to be an assistant. Um, it was fucking minus twenty inside the apartment, and no heat was working. Nothing was working in the motherfuckers. Oh, I was hot, dog. I was hot. So my cigars will be coming back out in February. Um, so I'll be making sure I post those things. Um. So yeah. 
Yeah, got to keep the circle tight, dog. Shit. That's, that ain't no joke. Got to. TJ's Polynesian, too. I know he was like, fuck, dog. I don't know. It's never, I've never seen fucking six degrees. <laughs> ah, shit. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy. Who's good at picking? Uh, there's 13 games today, dog. God damn. Um, we're trying to get it to other states, guys. We really are. I'm trying to get it to some other states. Um, and hopefully, uh, shit. Hopefully, we can get it out there uh, soon. You guys see Kuzma bang on uh, Embiid the other day? I thought I was pretty excited about that. I hate Kuzma, though. I don't hate anyone, but Kuzma's fucking soft as shit. Man. Um, so, don't the Bucks? My bad. I'm, I'm betting right now while we're talking. Um, all you audio listeners right now, you just stay tuned for my fucking bets, dog. Don't hate. Congratulate. Are you guys, um, Memphis plays Milwaukee. I think Giannis goes to fuck off and I think Ja goes to fuck off too. Where's Ja Moran at, dog? Ja Moran's underpriced on on uh, FanDuel. Oh yeah, he banged on. Uh, he did bang on that motherfucker. I saw that shit too. He did bang on that shit. Is Kyrie playing tonight, bitch ass? I would never bet Kyrie in a, on a fantasy bet. Don't ever bet that motherfucker because if you can't trust that motherfucker, I, shit, I ain't, definitely ain't betting on him. Um. I can't trust the motherfucker enough to throw him. Shit. I ain't betting on the motherfucker. I don't bet players, dog. I mean, I don't bet games. I bet players. I don't bet games, dog, because we don't have... um, Hold on a second. My dog unplugged my fucking TV. Yeah, we don't have fucking DraftKings or FanDuel out here in Cali, man. New York just got it, I think. Um, But we don't have that shit out here, man. It's fucked up. We need to get that shit. Yeah, dog's out of control. San Diego Varsity Sports. Whatever the fuck your name means. Um, Great name. Let everybody know you're a fucking San Diego Varsity Sports. Uh, I'm just fucking with you, dog. Um, Lakers play the fucking Pacers. Who who's gonna light the Lakers up tonight for the Pacers? I know some motherfucking buddy is. Lakers is Lance Stevenson. You think that motherfucker is gonna ball tonight? I think he had one good game. I think that motherfucker's horrible. I gotta get my picks in real quick, dog. So 
because uh, the cutoff is here in a second. So don't mind me. How about this Davion Mitchell cat? He plays for Sacramento. He's like a... He's a... Uh, he's a low-end cat that is... Uh, making some noise. Globetrotters, huh? My boy is... Uh, Mellow... Mellow... Uh, what's his name? Metal Lark Lemon. Yeah, he was Metal Lark Lemon for the last... Shit. Some few years. Yeah, Kevin Daly, man. Played high school with them. Um, good dude. Played at UCLA. We called him Twix. But he was the Metal Lark Lemon for the Globetrotters for a long time. He did a few things for my... Uh, he did a few things for my team. Uh, he brought the Globetrotters to my team and shit like that. Um, and talk to him and stuff. Good dude, man. Good dude. Um, fuck it. I'm going to bet this right here, man. Joey B, what up? Oh, I'm just shooting the shit right now. I just got my picks in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys my picks so when I pick, everybody's gonna know I'm gonna win ten grand. All right. I got Ja Morant, Davion Mitchell, Caldwell Pope, Jason Tatum, Mamba for Orlando, the center, Anthony, Cole Anthony for Orlando, uh, Wagner for Orlando, and I'm going with Detroit's center, Isaac Stewart. Because you only get 50 grand to play with, dog. So I'm going to roll with that, dog. Hopefully, Jaw can fuck up now. Giannis is who I should probably roll with. But fuck. Can't fit everybody in there, man. I might have to do Giannis, dog, over Tatum. I think Giannis is going to kill Memphis. What do you guys think? I don't know. Shit. I like who I got, but. Um. Hate doing this, man, because you never know. Bradley Bill versus Brooklyn. You like that shit? Think Bill balls out? How about Garland? I think Garland is a, is a, is a. Is a shoe in, huh? Yeah, that's what I need. I need 50 points, dog. What about Gary Harris for Orlando? What about Grant Williams for Boston? Is he a low? He's a, is he, I need somebody that plays a lot of minutes. That's cheap. Anyway, my bad on the audio side. I took my podcast and turned it into a, uh, Into a betting show. Um, but that's why it's the Slap Dick Podcast. So all you could eat a dick up. If you don't like it, motherfucker. Um, that's why you get this real. You get the real shit here with me. 
Yeah, you take Giannis over John Morant, huh? See, I would take Simmons from Portland, too. I took him the other day, and he fucked me, dog. What is Ant Simmons? Is he a small forward? What is Simmons? Simmons a guard or a forward? Shit, you know what? Uh, I think I'm a fucking roll with uh, Tatum and Embiid. I'm a roll with Tatum and Embiid. Garland, Wagner, and Stewart. See, I go with them. I'd rather get Embiid and Tatum instead of get Giannis, just one dude, you know? You know who's good for the cheap? That Highland cat. Highland dude for uh, Denver. He's, he's getting a shitload of points lately. And he plays a lot of minutes. You get him for like 40-something hundred. Um, I'm going to go with Caldwell Pope, man. Because he's cheap. We're going to try it out, I guess. Fuck. Um, shit. I don't know, dog. It's tough. Who else is cheap? I need motherfuckers in the $4,000 range. Caldwell Pope. Man, the Steelers. Joey B., one of my former teammates, uh, or not teammates, but played for me. Um, He got the running back job at Colorado State. Um... Yeah. Hey, let me end the audio side, man, so I can bullshit with you guys on YouTube. Um, real quick to end the show, I got to break this down for you guys. All you guys on on uh, standing alone that had no fear, all right? You guys on YouTube, make sure you let me know if you agree or disagree. Aaron Rodgers, I think he doesn't give a fuck about standing alone. I think he stands alone and don't give a fuck. What do you guys think? I, 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 I'm being real. I think he, I think he stands alone. I don't think he gives a fuck. And uh, dog, I think he can give a fuck less. I think that I put him in the category of what this show is called today, and that is courage to stand alone. He got family beef. He got he don't get along with his brother no more. He don't give a fuck. I, I shit, uh, dog. Just because you, just because he's or she is your blood, that don't mean that the motherfuckers are loyal. I, I, I don't know if I have a family. Well, first of all, I only have one family member right now. It's my mom. Just so we're clear. I have one family member. It's my mom. (laughs) I never had a big family, and I don't trust a lot of them motherfuckers. So I have one family. I have a cousin, actually, I'm real good with. Chiropractor, good dude. But besides that, um, James Finley played for me, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I talk to James all the time. Um, So James Finley's played for me at Compton College, dog. So if you guys want to Google that up. Um, 
So people re- don't realize who the fuck I really affected, but <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers, I truly think he stands alone. But see, I don't put Kyrie in that scenario. See, if Kyrie was a baller and would not have had a million soft ass excuses for every single thing before COVID. See, this this ain't the first fucking thing that Kyrie's had happen. That's why I separate the difference between him and Aaron Rodgers. See, there's a lot of folks out there that's going to fight me. And, you know, and I understand, I get where the black and white beef comes in and you have the black media supporting Kyrie and saying, what's the difference between him and Aaron Rodgers? Let's just keep it real. There is a difference, though. I don't give a fuck. See, I'm a cat that calls it like it is. I don't give a fuck if you're black, yellow, green, or blue. Kyrie's a shitbird-ass bitch, in my opinion. I would call Aaron Rodgers a shitbird-ass bitch if he were to do the same things. Aaron Rodgers ain't never missed a fucking game on purpose. He didn't have a million motherfucking excuses as to why to let his brothers down. This motherfucker last year was wanted to feed the homeless. Then he wanted to go to Iraq. Then he won. He had every fucking excuse to miss NBA games. And KD and Harden. But see, that's what people say. People say Kendrick Perkins came out and said KD and Harden should stand up and call him out. I said, dog, you're asking for the same motherfucker. In the mind, I'm talking mindset-wise, KD and Harden are the same as fucking Kyrie. They're all homies. They're cool. They're not going to ever talk shit to each other because they can't handle that shit. See, Draymond Green, at least, will call your motherfucking ass out. That's why KD left Golden State. Let's not get it. Let's get it. Let's not make a mistake and not let's get it twisted here. KD left because that motherfucker felt embarrassed because Draymond called his bitch ass a bitch and that's straight out because if he didn't if that didn't happen KD stays in Golden State and they win five fucking rings don't they doesn't that make sense to you you don't leave that motherfucking scenario in Golden State if you didn't get called out and be called a bitch on national TV and get embarrassed you left because you were embarrassed dog you're embarrassed you think Magic, Bird, Lambeer, like Tim said, Isaiah Thomas, Jordan would have allowed this shit to happen? You ain't going to be here in game seven at home versus the Golden State Warriors because you ain't vaccinated? Dog, don't get vaccinated. I ain't tripping. I don't want to get vaccinated. I didn't want to get vaccinated. I don't, I just, I don't want to do it uh, just for that reason alone. I don't want to do it. But... I, I told you my take on Rolovich, the head coach at Washington State, getting fired over that shit. I agree. Don't do it. But I don't agree with the fucking word you gave. All we have in this world is our word. My word means more than my belief. That's what pa- cats don't get no more. That's what cats don't understand. That's what y'all don't like, get. My word, Alan, TJ, please attest to this to everybody, okay? There's 100 people in here. The world's listening. 
have, did I ever go back on a word I gave you or my team that you were a part of? Alan, TJ, did I ever say something that I didn't make happen or say that was going to happen? Or did I leave it open-ended? If I knew I couldn't do it, I would say I'm going to try, and then I tried my ass off. But if I said I was doing something, I did it or got it done. I didn't put my foot in my mouth. So my word to my players meant more than my belief. TJ, did I not damn near boycott playing our season when they didn't let Britman and all those guys play? When the CIF fucked us and did some old racist ass shit and basically didn't let our plays or our players play, did I not want to boycott and bring it up to you guys? I brought it up to the team. Alan, I brought it up to the team and I said, listen. I'm willing to say fuck you guys and make a statement and not play the game. But it's not fair to the players that were playing. It would have been fair to the players that got fucked, but it wasn't fair to the players that were playing. So I was in a bad situation. But at the same time, Paco, at the same time, though, I wanted to make sure. Did I did I not shake the head coach's hand, TJ? Remember that? I told the team I was not going to shake the head coach's hand at Long Beach Jordan because they did some shit to us. They turned in a bunch of kids that were not, that were, they basically lied to get some players thrown off our team because they were transfers and they didn't want the kids to transfer to Cabrillo because I was turning around the program. Getting off subject here. But I told my team, we're going to drop 60 on these bitches and I ain't shaking that motherfucker's hand for shit. That is because I told my team I would do it, and I didn't do it. And the coach tried to come shake my hand before the game. My whole team saw. I looked at that motherfucker, kept my hands crossed. I ain't shaking your bitch-ass hand, motherfucker. See, that's the problem. People think that they can do shit and get away with it, and it's cool. Like, I'm cool with you now? You just fucked four of my black players, motherfucker. You Bitch ass motherfucker. You're more worried about your wins and losses than you are about a fucking kid's future. A baby, a player that only gets so many high school games. How the fuck can you live with your bitch ass self? How can you go to sleep at night knowing you fucked some high school kids that you couldn't hold? They wanted to play for me. We beat that team 60 to whatever. TJ knows. We beat Jordan like 60 to whatever all four of my years. Besides the year I got kicked out, TJ, we beat him at the end when Bam was the head coach. But besides that, we went 4-0 versus that team, and I held a grudge against them every year we played them. I wanted to put 60 on them every year. You fucked kids that don't know better, that don't know anything, and only have a fucking few games in their high school career. You took it away from them. How the fuck is that even allowed in a court of law? I got a lawyer involved. I tried to get a writ of stay. A stay of execution is what they call it, so that those kids could play. And then you, but CIF rule, which is another racist ass fucking entity in Southern California, the CIF, which made a rule called the JB rule, which is another lawsuit waiting to happen that I'm waiting on. 
They made a rule because I had 30 transfers a year coming into Cabrillo High School that nobody ever thought could happen. Well, that being said, they made this rule, and they didn't want these players... Um, they, they didn't want these players to play for me. They made it a personal vendetta. But don't grasp the concept that your beef with me because you're a bitch and you can't beat me on the field. Your beef with me is going to cost kids playing games and film. <laughs> like, can you fathom that? Like, how much of a bitch are you? And then the CIF, this racist entity that runs California high school sports, you can have it in your rules stating that if I fought this in court and I allowed my players to get a judge to say that we are going to play the game until you investigate it, we will forfeit all our games. That is a fucking rule in CIF's guidelines. So I could have went to the court of law in a a court of law that should supersede any type of other entity, right? Nope. Doesn't happen in CIF. CIF so fucked up, homie. They've calculated these type of things happening to, to fuck over black kids, Hispanic kids, and Polynesians and keep them from playing a game. Which in high school, if you're, let's just say you get 10 games a year, you get to play 40 high school games without going to the playoffs, without doing anything. You're taking away one of those opportunities from a kid? Holy shit, man. What a fucking joke. Like, you should all be fucking buried under a fucking jail somewhere. But then you make a JB rule about me? Like, you make a rule about called the JB rule because you're so scared of me taking over Long Beach Poly and winning the the fucking, taking over the fucking, basically, people don't realize Long Beach Cabrillo would be Bosco or Mata Day right now if I was still at that motherfucker. That's what motherfuckers don't want. They didn't want and they couldn't fathom it. They couldn't fathom why 30 motherfuckers are transferring into Long Beach Cabrillo. They couldn't fathom why black kids were coming into an Hispanic school during race riots and playing for me. They couldn't grasp that shit. Just a few years before I got there, uh, there was murders happening in front of the school on the west side of Long Beach. Taco Bell, a black kid got smoked. This is a highly Hispanic population. I brought those two motherfuckers together and we're getting motherfuckers to transfer in there. But see, people don't want to talk about that shit. People don't want to talk about that shit. They don't want to call it out. And that's what the real was. And you know, they just lifted that rule last year. They lifted the JB rule and allowed players to transfer within the school district. When I was there, they that's the rule they put in. So Long Beach Jordan could not transfer to Long Beach Cabrillo. Long Beach Poly could not transfer to Long Beach Cabrillo. It's a trip that everyone was still transferring into Poly, though. But they couldn't transfer to Cabrillo. Like, you're talking about so much fucking <laughs> discrimination, dog. So over about a seven-year span, I put the math together because when I sue these motherfuckers, This is the issue. Over 300 black kids, Hispanics and Samoan, Polynesian, the Tongans, were fucked and discriminated against because they wanted to go to a better situation. 
better education, better athletic place, and they were denied the right. But you could transfer from Lakewood High School to go to Long Beach, I mean, to go to St. John Bosco. You could transfer from Long Beach Poly and go to Modern Day. But you couldn't transfer from Long Beach Poly to go to Long Beach Cabrillo? That ain't a fucking racially motivated fucking deal? Or did you just hate JB that bad? <laughs> you hated JB so bad that you fucked over kids. Well, that's true shit. That's what really happened. They mean my they made me and my principal go to a meeting with every CIF commissioner. And I bet dollars to dimes you couldn't find another coach and principal that had to go through that meeting. You could not make this shit up. I'm telling you, I could write a book about this alone. Me and my principal had to go house check 30 transfers. And every single kid was at the house they were supposed to be at. <laughs> hey, dog. You tried to catch the wrong motherfucker doing the wrong shit. <laughs> You got me fucked up if you think I was going to get my kids caught up doing some dumb shit. But the bureaucrat can literally suspend a kid from playing because you didn't believe he moved. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking cunts. Anyway, Aaron Rodgers, I truly believe he stands alone and has the courage to do so. Muhammad Ali. Formerly Cassius Clay. I believe he stood alone and had the courage to do so. He stood for something regardless of what others told him to do or believed in him to do. And he did it. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou Alcindor, band, uh, boycotted the Olympics. If you don't know anything about him, um, still to this day stands for a lot. I, I truly tell you people all the time, man, if, if, uh, you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Um, but it is what it is. Um, Tommy Smith and John Carlos, if you remember anything, if any of you are old enough to know what they stood for at the Olympics with the black power fist that they ho hoisted um, uh, in, the, in the Olympics. You guys remember who Chris Johnson was? Um, Chris Jackson, I'm sorry. Uh, Abdul Raif. Uh, Muhammad Abdul Raif, 1996, was suspended by the NBA. Um, see, I got somebody that I will argue, Polly B, who stands even above Muhammad Ali, and I'm going to talk about it, and we could argue it. I, I agree with you. I believe Muhammad Ali, when people said Kyrie Irving is in the same sentence as Muhammad Ali, I almost threw up on my motherfucking self. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know if you guys know who the Syracuse 8 were. Does any of you in this room know who the Syracuse 8 were? Um, I, I got to meet Abdul Raif at the Big 3, man, um, in, last summer in, in Vegas. I spoke to the Big 3 a few times with Ice Cube and, uh, and them guys. Um the Syracuse 8, if you guys don't know who that is, some of you young, youngsters out there, Polly B, um, Dominic D, some of you guys, Joey B, if you don't know, um, 
the Syracuse eight were really nine people. Um, a lot of people don't know who I'm giving you guys history lesson on some motherfuckers because people don't realize uh, you got to know some history. If you're ever going to talk about shit with your players, when you become a master coach, when you become a master coach, you have to be able to pull shit out of the fucking air. Um, um, to, to use for reference, you got to have references just like you have to cite in class and get a new doctorate degree. Um, oh, Joey B's my age. Okay. So the Syracuse eight were really nine people, but this, how fucked up it is. It gets put down in the history books books as eight people because the media refused to discuss the ninth person because he was injured. And I don't know if you realize that, but basically they boycotted practice in 1970. And this is ironically, um, over equity, you know, equitability, they wanted a racial equity uh, or equality. I'm sorry, racial equality. They boycotted practice for. I was using equity because I'm going to discuss Title Nine here shortly. But um, another media, mainstream media, who fucked over a ninth person, which should have been Syracuse Nine. They called it it's Syracuse fucking Eight, but there's really was nine people involved in this boycott. That was one year after the Black 14. Now, Joey, do you know about the Black 14? That was a group of 14 black players that played at the University of Wyoming. Believe it or not, this was 1969, a year before the Syracuse 8 slash 9. 24, I mean, 14 black players played at the University of Wyoming boycotted to play BYU because BYU at the time, a Mormon school, obviously, um, did not allow blacks to play there. And a shitload of other fucking reasons, right? But anyway, um, that, that was in back-to-back years, 69 and 70. Wyoming, I'm just going to be honest with you. The coach at Wyoming at that time to get 14 black players to go to Laramie, I would consider as one of the greatest recruiting jobs in the United States NCAA history. You heard it, motherfuckers. Go look it up. Go get 14 brothers to go to fucking Laramie, Wyoming in 1969. I put it right there with fucking um, Texas State <laughs> winning the Natty, beating Kentucky, when, um, which is one of my favorite movies, by the way. Um, I put it right there in the history of, 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 of Don Haskins getting all those brothers to go to fucking El Paso. Um, but a lot of people won't really dig deep and look into that shit. Um, so, um, anyway, um, Branch Ricky is right behind Muhammad Ali. In my opinion, my glory Road is one of my favorite movies. Branch Ricky is the Dodger owner at the time exec that brought, Jackie Robinson from Pasadena, California, and brought him to the Brooklyn Dodgers. 
and basically created um now there was the negro league already going um you know satchel page bob gibson if you guys know anything about the negro league um there was already the negro league but nobody had brought a brother into the major leagues and um shit branch ricky stood out on his own courage to stand alone and fucking dropped his nutsack on Brooklyn and basically said, um, fuck you, I'm bringing this brother in here. And history was is now, you know, he put his footprint in the sand uh, forever. But anyway, um, you all asked me, like, so, so Muhammad Ali is second to me who stands alone, uh, had the courage to do what he did. Um Branch Rickey is third to me, but my first person, and I'm going to poly B, we could argue it because I agree Muhammad Ali is arguably because what he did and, and all that. And I'm not going to try to make it a white and black thing. Muhammad Ali, I think, made a tough, tougher decision in the time of him growing up in a racial, well, it's still racist, but in more of a racist, I don't even know if it's more, I think it's more now, but anyway, in a very racist segregated United States at the time Muhammad Ali was growing up, he made a decision to, he got thrown in jail, right? For, for basically not being drafted. But the person that I put above him, or basically I equal to him is someone that died who some of you youngsters may know. Some of you guys don't. Um, but Pat Tillman, in my opinion, I knew a couple players that uh, buddies that played with him um, at Arizona State and for the Cardinals. Pat Tillman um, died. Like Pat Tillman died for this country, whether you believe it's fucked up country or you don't. Regardless of that, he died for a fucking belief, and he had the courage to stand alone, and he chose to stop playing football. And go over to Afghanistan and died. And so uh, it's fucked up as it is. I, I still I put Muhammad right there, dog. But at the same time, I, I think Pat Tillman stands alone on that whole deal um, because of what he stood for and didn't have a fucking care in the world to I'm going to go over here and I'm going to just so you know, this motherfucker was a player. It wasn't like this motherfucker was on special teams and nobody knew who he was. This motherfucker was one of the hardest hitting safeties um, in the NFL at the time. Like he was a player and uh, selfless uh, sacrifice, man, to be honest. But uh, I put him right there, man, as, as my top guy. Um, but a lot of you guys got a history lesson today, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, Tim Parrish, what what were you asking? Oh, my MVP is Aaron Rodgers, hands down. Tom Brady's. This is why. This is why that one idiot who said Tom Brady was carrying Arians. This is what they don't get. Tom Brady, if he leaves Tampa. 
and they put in whoever the backup is. I don't even know who the fucking backup quarterback is. They have a better chance to win games than Green Bay does without Aaron Rodgers. I think Green Bay would have assassinated Kansas City that game if he played. They barely lost to him with fucking uh, Jordan Love playing, who's not even close to being ready, as we all fucking knew that, but people think he is. But anyway, um, Green Bay has nowhere near the roster as Tampa has. Tampa's front-loaded. To me, Tampa, the Rams, and Dallas had the most talented rosters. Um, But that tells you right there. And I believe Arizona had the fourth most talented roster. And that tells you right there um, that don't mean shit. Because Arizona and the Cowboys are fucking out. But uh, anyway, um, I want to make sure I don't forget there are some badass women that stood alone as well. Um, And I'm going to also rank them. There was a lady that you guys don't realize who her name was, but I grew you know, in the profession, I want to make sure that I'm not ignorant because ignorance is life threatening. And you have to you have to know certain things. And Title Nine is a big thing in sports. OK, if you don't know about Title Nine. Um, if you don't know about Title Nine, then you don't really know about college athletics and certain things as far as equitability and um, females rights. But it also means a lot of dollars. Title IX also brought a lot of money into areas that a lot of places, a lot of schools did not prior have previously. Um, so a lady named Patsy T. Mink, she was a she was a Congress lady out of Hawaii. She was the lady who started Title IX. She is the person who is responsible. If you do enough research, in my opinion, she is the one who is responsible for getting it to Congress in 19, fuck, I want to say 1972, 71 or 72, I think 72. Um, she got it to Congress. They approved it finally. Title IX became a thing. And um, Title IX was created. Um, since 1972, when Title IX was brought in, obviously, the increase in women's participation in sports have quadrupled uh, and it's also allowed women to coach sports like football, something I do not agree with at all whatsoever. That's a whole nother show. I'm not going to get into that. I don't agree women should coach football, but at the same time, Title IX, in my opinion, has allowed um, this to happen. So Patsy T. Mink, is one of the badass women out there who I believe stood alone, um, had the courage to do so. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Becky Hammond is, but um, she actually just got a head WNBA job, I want to say. She's one of the first women, though, to stand for some shit um, and get drafted uh, in WNBA. She's a bad bitch, in my opinion. No offense, women. I didn't mean to call you a bitch like that. But, you know, you guys call each other bad bitch all the time. So shut the hell up. Um, But the baddest bitch of all time, in my opinion. And now I could be way off because there's a lot of people that like Harriet Tubman stood for a lot more than the girl I'm about to mention. But I kind of 
if you're going to call a girl a bad bitch, she's got to be a bad bitch. And if you guys don't know anything about Bethany Hamilton, you guys need to go Google her. That's a bad motherfucker. I don't give a fuck. And that movie right there will make you cry if you watch it. I forgot the name of it, but it's a true story. This girl got her arm bit off by a great white shark in Hawaii and dominated the pro surfing uh, championships. Um, Dominated that shit, but she didn't win. And everyone thinks she did win, but she kind of got fucked by a, a, like a star kind of, but anyway, Bethany Hamilton got her arm bit off by a shark. And instead of quitting, she uh, she fucking said, fuck this. After she was going to quit, she said, fuck this, and came back and became a fucking uh, a world-famous surfer. But now she, she actually dedicated her life to raising money for other shark-bitten victims to fulfill their dreams. So Bethany Hamilton's a motherfucker. Um, now she didn't do anything to impact people globally, but, um, maybe she did, but a lot of shit goes unseen, man. Shit. We're two and a half hours into this show. God damn. I appreciate everybody staying in there. Um, my thoughts on, on Kaepernick are, did you hear me say his name? (laughs) Shit. That motherfucker to me is a follower. He not a leader. People don't realize Chris Jackson did the same shit you did, motherfucker. But see, now we have social media. 1996, we didn't have the coverage. Or Abdul Raif would have had a lot more fucking Kaepernick love by media and fan base that defended him. Kaepernick, to me, used his platform in the wrong manner. And could have used it differently. I don't say he's... I didn't say he was wrong or anything. I'm cool. But... He spun it for money at the end of the day, and I, I talk. All my friends are black, so I mean, we talk about it all the time. There, and there's a lot of brothers. If you listen to Bart Scott, who to me is the realest dude on ESPN, he at least tells the real. He don't agree with Kaepernick at all. He says a motherfucker's doing that shit for pub. I agree. I think it's it's all for publicity and money. He did it for the wrong reasons, and now he's out of the league. He was not very good anyway, but I think he was a talent. Um. But at the same time, um, you know, I think he he led a lot of I didn't see the Netflix thing. I don't even watch my own show, dog. I don't even watch Netflix like that. I don't even watch shows, man. Um, I watch Amazon Prime um, on occasion with the damn dogs in my theater, man, to be honest, because I got basic cable. I don't need cable. I buy I got basic cable just for NFL uh, Red Zone. And there ain't never shit on. So if I'm just chilling in the theater, smoking a stick, drinking some fucking whiskey, some slapdick with the dogs, I turn on Amazon Prime because I could search up and find shit even if I have to rent it. Fucking Netflix, man, is, seems like it's so bland. Like there ain't a lot of fucking shit on there. So I don't know. I don't watch documentaries and shit. I'm not into all that shit. Like to me, like, I don't know. Documentaries is like... I don't know, for females or something. I don't know. I'm not knocking it, but I don't like that shit. Anyway, uh, hey, man, if you guys think B.A. was tough, don't go play for fucking 
Brandon, I mean, uh, Bob Knight or fucking Bo Schimbeckler or Woody Hayes, motherfuckers. You young motherfuckers have not a fucking clue what tough was. If you can't handle a love tap on the helmet by a 70-year-old, then you better fucking get the fuck out of the way when you play for Bob Knight or any of them motherfuckers. Bill Parcells. <laughs> Shit. Um, San Diego Varsity Sports. Getting back to your ass. I saw your thing earlier. You said something about Oceanside would have beat us. <sighs> it's all fun to say when you have no clue what our roster was, what what your roster was. How the fuck do you know? <laughs> do you know our roster? Do you... You going to compare rosters and shit? I don't know who the fuck you had. So how the fuck could you even say that? Motherfuckers just love to talk. Hey, there's what it is. Appreciate you coming in the show, though, San Diego Varsity Sports or whatever. <laughs> so you had 28 NFL players on your team that year? You had 28 NFL players on that one team the year you said would have beat Cabrillo. Okay, 28 NFL players from Oceanside in the history of the school. Yes, cool. Kudos to you. Do you know who has the most in the NFL? Long Beach Poly, motherfucker. Long Beach. <laughs> Don't throw numbers at me, homie. You have not a fucking clue. I love San Diego and Oceanside, but don't compare Oceanside and San Diego Athletics to L.A. Please don't. It's not even fucking close. You're only a fucking quarter of our size. Strengths do lie in numbers. Numbers do lie in strengths. So just make sure we're clear. But don't say 28 NFL players. That's fine and dandy. But Long Beach Poly has hundreds, homie. Go Google it. Long Beach Poly still has more players in the NFL than any other high school. <laughs> Come on, dog. Get real. Um, But I appreciate you. But don't try to slide some shit talking in and don't think I didn't see it, motherfucker. I see everything, TJ, don't I, Alan? Uh, they don't know about smart splits, dog. They just talk. Hey, I appreciate you guys, dog. YouTube, stay on. I'll chill with you guys. Shoot the shit with you in uh, San Diego Varsity Sports. We can talk shit. Um, but uh, audio side, I appreciate you. I'll see you guys Friday, 2 p.m. Pacific. And uh, stay safe out there. And uh, don't be a fucking slapdick, man. Appreciate you guys joining me. Become a member. Subscribe. And... Uh, And hit the hit the notification bell on YouTube if you guys are there. So appreciate you guys. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Transform you in the I hate a storm, hell Mary's, I make it poor. Good I ain't lying, you little giants, we been defying. Vice, what's the cost? Be the boss, breaking down the walls. We all lean once the coin gets tossed. Got the kind of action, never acting. Don't need to scramble to get traction, we make it happen.